0: I think when brands limit themselves to we're going to tell this person exactly what to say and exactly how to say it, you know, and they can only give us this one type of content, they're really um they're they are cutting off their own feet because you know, I've definitely taken a risk with certain people that I see and I'm like, "Oh man, they're like so edgy in their own way." And I'm like, "I don't care. I they have They have a personal brand. They have a platform and I'm like, let's do it. Like, go for it.
1: Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martinez. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos YouTube reach by studying titles, description, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. Welcome into the podcast, Helen. I am so excited because this is one of those amazing, like the most amazing story. We're going to dive into so many cool things that we've I've never got to dive into on this podcast after like 180 something episodes mm-hmm. and just learn so much about this multi-generational business that you are a part of and how you're using video to embrace and modernize it. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We always start the same way. Why video, Helen?
0: Well, honestly, through video, we're able to really make a connection with a person, with a brand. And um, I think, you know, because today the world is very digital and it connects you to people all around the world. And video is the
1: tool to do that. Okay. So tell us about your business and because it's, I'm not going to talk about it. Tell us about your business, what it is, all the things.
0: Okay. So I am here representing frownies, which is a skincare company that is primarily anchored in our hero product, which are the frownies themselves. And frownies are facial patches you wear at night while you sleep to relax and smooth wrinkles and expression lines. Um, We like to say it is the most effective natural, non-invasive alternative to Botox. Um, We've been around since 1889, when my great-great-grandmother, Margaret Crozen, invented frownies. Um, As I was growing up, my grandmother ran the business. And then in 2000, we kind of had a big shift and, and growth in the company and my mom came on. And in 2020, I got involved as the face of the brand, really, and took over all of the digital marketing, social media, and all the things
1: that you see. Okay. So this is amazing. Okay. So do you know, or can you share the story of why or how your great-grandmother made this product?
0: Yes. So um, actually, so my great-great-grandma and and my great-grandma... Created it kind of together. Essentially, my great grandmother, her name was Alice. She was a concert pianist and a model. And she was a very popular concert pianist. She played the piano several times at the White House and, you know, in those kind of Hollywood circles. And back in the day, you know, live music was sort of the thing in Hollywood. And because she was doing the modeling as well, um, she had these you know, two parts. One, she's playing the piano while furrowing her brow. You know, we all look at our phones or our computer screens these days, but when you're doing something and you're concentrating, you tend to furrow your eyebrows in concentration. And so she had these lines in between her eyebrows, as we all know them to be the 11 lines. And so they kind of came up with the product as a solution to smoothing those 11 lines. So she cared about, you know, playing the piano, but she also cared about, you know, beauty and looking good in her photos. So, um, you pulled up on the screen here. That's actually a picture of my grandmother and about 93 years old. And she passed away a couple of years ago around, um, 20, 2017 or 2018. So she's in her nineties there, but Yeah. So Alice and Margaret were looking for a solution to softening the 11 lines and they just came up with it on their own, something they were using for themselves. And then they had a lot of people asking them, what are you doing? You look great, you know? And so then they started making frownies for friends just as gifts and things like that. And then, uh, it became, you know, something people were asking more about. So she kind of started my, as my grandma said in an interview back in that, that picture you saw, we did an interview that day. And she said, you know, she started her little business in the attic. <laughs> and my grandma tells the story that she's like, you know, as a child, instead of a lemonade stand, I had a frownie stand. So it was very like, you know, small family business. Um, but my great, great grandfather Um, passed away I think relatively young and at the time he was involved with a barber supply company so as the business of frownies was taking off and more people were interested you know she went ahead and got a patent and a trademark and all these things so my great-great-grandpa he died and the business the men he was in business with I think they were going to sell off the company so Margaret I think purchased or like bought out everyone else to have full rights to the entire business. And then she started manufacturing frownies uh, under that business name. Um, And so it just kind of grew from there. And because of the circles they were in, in Hollywood and uh, different presidents, like the Kennedy women all used frownies and there were some different ambassadors. So they were taking them overseas and sharing people there. And so it was very much spread word of mouth. And it was very popular in, like I said, Hollywood. It was always called Hollywood's Beauty Secret. And we have some articles from like Life Magazine in 1934 and some other like old magazines from that time where they're showing um, Fox Drama School where they have young Hollywood actresses in actress school. And they have them doing the different things. And they also have a, a, a slide in there showing them wearing frownies. And there's a lot of old Hollywood stars that used frownies. They were featured in a lot of old Hollywood movies. So like I said, it was very much just a small family business, but spread word of mouth in Hollywood circles. Hollywood makeup artists, most of them, if they've been in Hollywood for a long time, have heard of frownies. Um, So that's kind of where it was. And it was just a hidden thing. And, you know, it became um, popular in mostly California and New York. So if we had retail stores when I was younger, the retail stores that carried frownies, that's where they were. Um, And then it was in some other like, you know, catalogs, you know, Vermont Country Store is a very old like mail catalog thing and Brownies is still in there. And, um, but then in 2000, uh, Renee Rousseau, I think she was, it was her birthday and Good Housekeeping Magazine did an article featuring her at 47 they said, you know, fabulous over 40, all of Renee's beauty secrets. And when that happened, that was the first time in my lifetime where there was more like an actual marketing piece in a in a large you know magazine good housekeeping magazine you know very popular among women at that time so i was actually graduating my parents were at my graduation and my grandmother called and said uh the phones are ringing off the hook and i don't i don't know what's going on because usually we'd get you know a phone call here or there it wasn't very busy And my parents said, well, ask the next person who calls, ask them where they are hearing about it. So we found out it was good housekeeping and people were, you know, so it kind of created this volcanic eruption. So the business kind of grew to a new level at that point. So my mom came in, she created our whole skincare line. um, And then we just kind of leveled and there was a slow and steady growth over the years. And then in 2020, that's when I came and got involved taking over all the social media, really creating a, a brand presence. Um, and, you know, social media is also still so new. If you think about really like 2008 until now is when it's exploded. And even in 2020, because of COVID, TikTok was very popular and there was more happening digitally because we were all at home. And uh, so, yeah, I jumped in with all of that. We went viral for like a whole year. It was just insane. And the growth since then because of online video that's really been my main thing is just short form video content um and creating a community and a brand through that presence on social media and so here we are
1: it's such an crazy adventure that you go and i love that like it's just this small business so was it like a small business that like sustained your family's income or would you consider it like it was like this hobby garage attic thing? And then because of the explosion of it and the virality of it from that article, it, it got turned into this bigger thing is like, what, how would you have described it through the years in that way?
0: Um, So it was definitely a small business all throughout the years that my great, my grandmother, she was raised by a single mom and her grandmother So it was kind of like these three women (laughs) together. And my grandmother's mother, Alice, died younger. So um, her grandmother raised her. So it was like grandmother and granddaughter doing the business together for a really long time. And it sustained them. It was their income. And then that worked. And then my um, grandpa had some businesses and things that was more their family income. But my grandmother always had it. And it was... um, it was like, you know, you might be a two income household, right? It wasn't this big business that was providing for a whole, the whole family and all the grandchildren and all of that. It was really just a small business, you know? So I'd I'd say it was more than a hobby, but it wasn't, um, you know, this huge financial legacy that you're passing yeah. on, you know, it was really just an, a nice small business. If, you know, I'm sure like any entrepreneur today got started and they'd had their little business and they're making six figures, they're feeling good, you know, something like that, nothing huge by any means, very, very small. And even still, I mean, our, in our, um, entire team, I mean, we have a production crew, of Maybe twelve people, fifteen people, but then we have us. Otherwise, like the leadership staff, there's like five of us. So it's it's small, <laughs> you know. But with e-commerce now, you know, if you have a solid production team, you can really grow yeah. and you
1: can have a mighty team with a yes, team. yes.
0: And I will say, I mean, with the astronomical growth that we have experienced over the past couple of years, we're definitely the struggle is real. It's it's a lot like a new startup really taking off, you know, like we're like, oh my goodness, we've got to grow our team and we've got to expand and we've got to figure out all these new things we never had to figure out before. So, you know, there's definitely the growing pains. Um, You know, it's not something like, you know, L'Oreal that's been around and it's huge and it's everywhere and, you know, nothing like that. It's definitely a small family business. I
1: love that. So has the formula for the frownies changed at all really over the last... 100 whatever years?
0: No, not really. I mean, I will say uh, over the my whole lifetime, it's been exactly the same. And I would venture to say probably over my grandmother's lifetime, it was exactly the same. I don't know, you know, when they first made it in their kitchen, I don't know if it's exactly that. You know, I'm sure once mm-hmm. they started production, there was some tweaks just to, to make it on a large scale. But basically, it's remained the same for all the time that it's been, you know, under like a patent and a trademark and all that
1: okay so from the article where it went viral and the scaling up happened what was it about you coming on board and your dedication to using social media to promote it why was that important why was that your priority
0: Well, before I got involved with brownies, I had done a lot on my own with social media. I have, I've been a yoga and fitness instructor for about 15 years. So I had children and I, before that I was a school teacher. Um, but I had children around 2015, I started having children. And so I quit my full-time job and I was a stay at home mom, but as a little side business, I started some nutrition and fitness coaching online, um, marketed myself through social media. And so I kind of took a deep dive for about five, six years into social media, really learning and understanding and, you know, following the growth and the evolution of social media. So I was very involved in social media for myself. And then my mom was running the business and she had been asking me for a long time, Hey, maybe you could make some content for us because I was doing my own like influencer marketing for my business. Right. And so she'd always ask me and I'm like, I'm too busy. You know, I have these babies and I'm doing my business online. And, um, but then I started to take a look into frowny social media and take a look and see what they were doing. And I, I just kind of started to spark my curiosity of like, Oh man, like maybe I could do more with that. You know, maybe there's an opportunity there. And my husband, he has a degree in marketing. So kind of a background in marketing and stuff. And so um, you know, essentially my mom kind of approached us like, maybe you guys could get involved. You could do this. And, you know, and she's getting older. So we're moving to that conversation of succession and how do we move forward with the business as a family. And so we just took a look at it and considered the possibility. And once I started considering the possibility, I thought, oh man, there's a lot I can do here. You know, looking at, this is a real business, much bigger than my small side hustle. And, Uh, My my personal social media, I felt like was more at the standard of where we should be at a minimum. And so I thought, well, we've got to do something. So we came on board and, you know, initially I just thought, well, I'll do I'll do some stories and some Instagram posts. Instagram reels wasn't a thing yet. Obviously, I was on TikTok personally, and I knew that was growing. Um, But I didn't really want to get on TikTok because really short form video It's a lot more work than most people think. You know, when I see a video that has great transitions or it's really interesting, I'm like, that took them a long time. (laughs) I can appreciate the uh, work that goes into it. And so, you know, I got involved and my vision was to really build an awareness of frownies story. I thought that was really the most powerful asset that we have. Obviously I feel like we have this amazing product that has endured the test of time through recessions and wars, the great depression. I mean, it's been, it's lasted, right? People have continued to use Brownies. Um, we have customers who write us letters and they're like, I've used frownies for 65 years. I'm 94 years old, you know? So it's pretty cool to see the story. So I know the product is great, but, I thought, how can I get people to, you know, buy into this and care about this? And I feel like because there's other wrinkle patches, you know, I thought I want to tell our story. And I know that people, especially today and even in 2020, people were longing for connection and people wanted to know. who who people care about shopping small and buying local and being connected to a community. And so my goal was to come in and instead of be like, hi, I like, this is our business. My goal was to come in and be like, hi, this is me. Like I want to introduce myself and this is my family and this is our story. And this is where we came from. And this is this amazing product that really works and will get you results. And so I just approached it. Like I approached my own personal social media. Like I wanted to get to know the people that were Following, And I wanted to get to know our customers and I want to talk to our customers, um, because I'm really not a businesswoman, Um, but I love people and I love connecting with people, you know, even as a, a, a yoga instructor, fitness instructor, it's like, I do that. Cause I love helping people. I love connecting with people. Um, you know, I love talking to people. And so once I that became a part of the business world. Cause you know, my grandma used to tell me, Oh, one day you're going to take over frownies. And I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, but once social media became a part of business, I love social media because I love connecting with people and social media allows you to connect with more people. And so When I came in, that was my goal. And I think that the way that our business has really transformed in the past three years, more than just in sales volume, it's been in creating a very connected community. Our Frownies customers are raving fans. They're so wonderful. They, still, we really rely on word of mouth as we always did. It's just that now word of mouth can spread farther because of social media. But, you know, people are so loyal and they're so wonderful. I mean, I post a lot of videos that are like response videos to the haters because obviously anyone out there who thinks they want to get on social media and go viral and grow their platform, you, you need to be okay with inviting hateful comments into your life because it will happen. It's just the nature of the Internet. But what's even better is for every one negative comment, we have 100 incredible, supportive, uh, wonderful customers in our community. And it's just been really, really fun.
1: That's just such a fantastic journey, and it's just so cool to to hear about this transition and and what it's been like and and how you've grown. Look, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but did you know that YouTube is the world's second biggest search engine? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using VidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. VidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to the forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. I know that one of the things that's really an essential part, I think, of a lot of creators... Income or way about doing things is through sponsorships, partnerships, brand deals, user generated content, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What is Frownies doing, if anything, to work with creators to promote and spread the word of Frownies?
0: Well, so I will say this. We were super fortunate. Um, I mean, I don't know what they say. Like luck comes to the people who work hard. (laughs) I will say we weren't just lucky because I've been working very hard for a few years now. Um, creating content every single day. But we were super fortunate when I got on TikTok. What happened? And this kind of connects to your question. Um, I was doing the Instagram thing. A girl who followed me personally, I guess she was on TikTok, she saw what I call the very first video ever posted on TikTok about frownies. And it had 2 million views. It was a new video. It was going viral. She sent it to me and was like, have you seen this? And I went and I looked at it and I saw all the comments asking, where do I buy this? You know. And I thought, oh, we've got to get on TikTok. So I just, I did it. I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. We got to do it. We have to have a presence there. So I created the account for Frownies, jumped on, posted my first video it got immediately like, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 views. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. So post again, 60,000, post again, 100, again, 200,000, 600,000, 2 million. It just, it was like wildfire. And if you know anything about TikTok, when you create a trend on TikTok, when you're trending on TikTok, everyone jumps on the trend. So now all of these creators, initially that first year in 2021, All of these creators are creating content about frownies and their videos are going viral. So we had this moment where it kind of behooved everyone to jump on the bandwagon. And so we had a year where we were so blessed that we had all this free content, all this free buzz, all these creators talking about frownies. Now, I will say I reached out to quite a few people who I knew like, okay, they have an they have a platform and they are creating content on frownies and they actually use it. It wasn't just a one-time thing. So I've reached out to a lot of people and was like, okay, would you like a code? Like, you know, can we give, can I send you some product? Like, thank you. It was more like reaching out after the fact and saying, can I give you this as a thank you? Because it's already happened. Like you already posted the video and it got 6 million views, you know? So that first year it was really just, everyone was riding the wave of jumping on the bandwagon and the trend of, of frownies. Um, from there, and and then during that year, it was my goal to really just take such good care of our customers, take such good care of people, really dive in to collaborate and build relationships rather than just a business thing where it's like, hi, we would like to offer you this contract to talk about frownies this many times. I just reached out as a fellow creator. It was like, oh my goodness, like, can we do a live together? I want to shout you out. Like, can we just collaborate as people? And um, also, honestly, one of my big things too is uh, anybody who messages me on frownies, we reply with a voice message reply. Um, I started doing that one for my own sanity. It's really boring to sit and type out answers to hundreds of messages. I hate it. Really boring. So what I started doing when I would get all these messages, I would take walks and I would just voice message everybody back because it was more convenient for me. And it made me feel connected to the person I was talking to. And I literally know these people by name. Like we've talked, you know, thousands of people we've talked. They talk back to me. I talk back to them. I'm looking at pictures of their face. I'm giving them tips and tricks. Like it was almost like I will be your personal one-on-one brownie skincare coach And I did that relentlessly for over a year. And from that, that's become, that's our culture. That's what we do. And honestly, now we have so much UGC every single day from people who just love frownies. They're so grateful for the support. They love the connection that we've built. And so we don't Really, do any recruiting influencers? I don't try to find people or go, you know, get people to do this. The thing that's unique for us is, you, I, I don't send out PR. You know, like I know a lot of businesses will just find creators and just send stuff out. Brownies wouldn't really work well with that because you have to want to do it, and you have to be committed to it, and you have to do it for probably thirty days. So it would be a waste of my time to send a box of frownies to someone who number one, I don't know if they even care about this. And number two, I would be asking them to commit to doing it for 30 days before they do a review, because otherwise they might give it a very negative review. If they only try it once it's kind of a quirky product and it does require commitment. It requires daily use and it's an extra step in your skincare routine. That's kind of funky. And so we just haven't taken that route. We've really just gone the route of like, how much value can we create in our community so that people who come into it want to share. And then because we're very fortunate that I am really the full-time content creator for the brand. So maybe I have user-generated content for someone who doesn't have a platform, but I can take their content and you know green screen and repurpose it and put it on our platform to reach people so that's what we've done so far now we do have an affiliate program it's not official and it's really just people have reached out to me who have a large platform and love frownies and they say you know what can we do like can we get a can we get a code can we be an affiliate ambassador whatever and so i totally do that but i really have been able to let people kind of come to me um, or i'm always searching the hashtag brownies and see who's creating something about frownies. And then maybe I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, I I see that you're using frownies. Like, thank you for sharing. Like, what can I give you? (laughs) You know, so that's really what we've done. And I know that that isn't really necessarily applicable to all brands, because, you know, if you don't have any awareness, you've got to reach out and find influencers and people to to start talking about your product. But I think because I've dedicated myself to creating a buzz about frownies that, that really kick, kick gave us a kickstart, you know, because yeah. I mean, we started with zero on TikTok just like
1: anybody else would, you know, yeah. um, but I now think you've done so many smart. So you've given us like this great masterclass. Like, this is a great <laughs> podcast for anyone that has a product. Like, honestly, you have to make a product that people want right to talk about and then people care about yes you have a great story but so many companies have a great story i mean my company all on social media we put military spouses to work as social media managers so they're able to work anywhere they're stationed around the world and there's a whole story with that and does it kind of open unique doors for us and stuff yes but then the the day we still have to have a good product or service people want that was like testimonials and case studies and examples yeah. and proof of concept. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things like you have to not only I think from from what I've learned in our conversation it's like you have to have a product that's a great quality product you have yes. to tell the story of that product yes. and you have to have a consistent plan to market your business and show mm-hmm. up every mm-hmm. day creating yes. content that not only supports your product but supports the community that wants right. to wear it. And then from there, the raving fans come, the brand ambassadors come, yes. the opportunities to work with other people comes through, whether it's just UGC or affiliates. And then of course you guys listening to that same community and you're able to make upgrades and updates to your, the business that you have. Like you were forehead fa- patches for ever and then now you have other things that you guys do that is skincare related and maintenance related and like you've evolved into the neck the the right. neck wraps and all of that kind of stuff and I love that you are just sticking into unique lanes like I'm a huge huge korean beauty product junkie oh um, yes I, I, we were fortunate to live in korea for a year and i just picked up all of the habits and like every sunday i have my rituals that i do to get my face ready for my week because I love it it makes me feel good and it's my self-care mm-hmm. um and so like i i and i always get like, like and, and talking about like product and stuff i am korean face masks are rice paper uh-huh. But if you ever buy like a face mask from like American stores right. and stuff, they're like a paper. It's yeah. the worst. I'm like, I will not. I will throw them away. I'm. Like, I cannot put this weird thing on my face. So I literally like find Korean markets uh-huh. around the country. I are right, and I like. I have my places now. I can call. Right. They have my info and they just mail them to me so I can get them. Like it's so silly, but we have the things that we like that we know work that. We enjoy. And that's for so many things. Like for some Mm -hmm. people, it's like, I only buy this brand of peanut butter or I have to do this. I have to watch my team religiously every week on, you know, wearing this specific shirt that I don't wash the whole season. Like Everyone (laughs) has their things that they do and their rituals. And that I think is why Frownies is so genius is it's so many layers of things and you just using the platform of video to share all of that is such a great way and such an important thing and a proof that modernizing something, making a small change, or adding something into a business can just really skyrocket it and give a lot of longevity.
0: Well, and I will say too, you know, I think that in marketing, they've used video for a long time, but it was more like produced marketing videos, right? Yep. Whereas the rise of social media has created this idea of like a personal brand and just like a look behind the curtain into someone's life. And rather than approaching frownies from a traditional marketing standpoint, because really like I don't know how to do that. I, I wasn't a marketer, you know. I'm just a a human and I will say I'm myself a raving fan. Like what you just described about Korean skincare. Like I totally have the things that I'm obsessed with that I could go on and on talking about how much I love them and why, and I could convince anybody to use it. And it's not marketing. It's really passion for whatever the product is. And so I also feel that way about frownies. I love them and I you know, I've no, I've heard the story my whole life, so I can tell it with a lot of passion. And um, I just came in with the idea of like, I'm just going to be a normal person who's really excited about this. And these people that are listening to me are just like a friend who might listen to my new favorite obsession from Trader Joe's, and I'm going to tell them about it. And I think that genuine authenticity like you said surrounding a product that is a good product that people can get excited about that's really the approach and then capturing that on video right just being yourself rather than acting or you know somebody's paid to to you know say these three top points about your product and why it's oh, great wow. like i really love and only am interested in c- collaborating with people who also genuinely just stinking love frownies, you know, and they're excited. And I think when people see that excitement on video, it's convincing. And then when they get the product, it sells itself. I I think that's the other thing is a lot of people are trying to market something and they've got to come up with gimmicky ways to present it to get you to buy it. And I am 0% interested in convincing somebody with some sort of gimmick because it works. And I'm just going to tell you, here it is. It works. You should try it.
1: That is all. <laughs> when it comes to brand partnerships and sponsorships, there's so many things. So, I want to say, mention two things about this. So, I love that you're like, I only interested in working with people who genuinely love the product. They say their own words, their own feelings, their own experiences with it. It's so funny because, like, to counter like the other opposite side of this, um, have you ever heard, I've, I've learned, heard a lot of people talk negatively about um, Audible because Audible mm-hmm. owned by Amazon, they have so much control. Over the what is said about their brand and what they pay for and stuff. like, if you sign to be an Audible creator and they're paying you, they're like, here's your script. Yes. Here's how many times you have to mention this. Here's what your payout will be like. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no negotiation. It's like, you do this our way or we are not working together. So, when I go about my brand partnerships, I'm also not chasing Right, One every month, all of the time. I create long-term partnerships with brands. So I have less, I I have less people I have to chase, Mm -hmm. stronger relationships I'm building with people and also a sense of reliability and income, you know, like, Let's say frownies was to become the like official face product of women of video. Right. Like one of say, things like we'd have you in this for like we're doing six months to twelve month contracts. Here's like how we'll integrate it in. Here's like what we want to do, like this is how promotions work, what works with your budget. Like we do all of those steps. And then it's just then you're just a part of our brand. Like we just talk about okay. you interchangeably. It's not this like, okay, I have to check all these boxes. Yeah. And do these things and I don't talk about it or use it or love it outside of the scope of this work. Like vidIQ has been a partner of this podcast for three years almost. And it's because I talk about it all the time. I'm on stage just talking about it. I rave about it. I share it with people. I do private one-on-one coaching with people. And I'm like, you've got to go talk and use this product because it's going to give you these answers and these solutions Mm -hmm. very specifically. And so like they know that. They're like, well, of course, we're going to just keep supporting this community that keeps advocating for our tool so you're you're building and like i said you guys have been building that in such a great way and like it renee russo essentially did exactly what you want to do for effective partnerships use something you love right and talk about it and then you have two things happen the brand comes to you and is like yay thank you right and i'm sure it's a lot of what frownies had done or the other end you're able to go to the brand and say hey look at what results i got from doing this. I'd love, uh, and my audience is saying they clearly want more. What do we, what can we do together? What would a partnership look like together? Mm -hmm. No structures, no boxes, just like, how can I help you? Cause it helps my brand.
0: Well, and I will say too, we're in a unique position because while a lot of companies might have a more specific like customer avatar, I guess you could say, or, you know, this is the person we're selling to. The reality is we have a very, very broad audience. It's like 18 to 96 age group. And it, and, and there's different ways we speak to the different age demographics. Right. But then even within that we have, it's like people with skin. That's our target. Right. So we're talking about nearly everybody. And so, you know, I love that when I look at the people who even have like an affiliate code with us, they are all so different from each other. You know, I have one gal who's on TikTok and she's like, a lot of her videos, she's talking about smoking pot and she's dropping the F-bomb, every other thing. And, but it's like, she has her people and she has been one of our, probably highest earning affiliates. And it's not like I would say, oh, this represents our brand. It's just like, no, like every person can represent themselves however they want and she uses friends. And then we have a girl who's like, so crunchy, homeschool mom, uh, you know, only buys like organic cotton clothing, composts everything, composts her frownies. You know, couldn't be more different, you know. And then we have a 21 year old girl who her account is all about acne and her videos. She's always like peeling off pimple patches and popping pimples, and she's got her frownies on too. It's like, this is so random but that's what I love is just like, this is for anyone with skin, you know? And I love not, for me, I don't wanna go and look for someone who I think represents frownies. I really wanna look out and say, who's using frownies? Great, like let's connect because there's someone in all, in all realms of culture, in every like subculture within the culture who's using and loving frownies. And so I think when brands limit themselves to, we're going to tell this person exactly what to say and exactly how to say it, you know, and they can only give us this one type of content. They're really, um, they're, they are cutting off their own feet because, you know, I've definitely taken a risk with certain people that I see and I'm like, Oh man, they're like so edgy in their own way. And I'm like, I don't care. I, they have, They have a personal brand. They have a platform. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, go for it. Here's your brownies, you know? And um, that's been really fun just to work with a lot of different type of people. And I think I appreciate at this time in the world, it seems like while there is a lot of division, I think there's a lot of people who are also going like, can we all just be okay with letting people be themselves? Can we all just accept that we're all different and that's beautiful and that's what makes up this, world we live in. And so it's fun for me to not be in a box and only work with people who look like me and act like me and talk like me. It's like, I have all these different ages of people that I get to work with and all these different personality types and political views and everything. It's just like, everyone is all over the spectrum. And I love that. I I think it's just, it's so cool to be able to embrace so many types of people.
1: And it's so interesting too, is like, no matter what anyone is doing in their life, what they believe, whatever, they all just don't want to have wrinkles on their right. face. Wow.
0: We all need skincare. We all want great skin. We all need to wear sunscreen. It's like, these are just things that are universal. Yes. And I kind of love being able to connect on universal points of agreement, <laughs> even though yes. there's still a lot of conflict around frownies and, you know, people find plenty of things to take issue with, but it's just, it's really fun, I think, as a brand when you let creators be themselves and you let them create the way that it's like if somebody has a platform, clearly they know how to do it for their audience. And I would recommend to brands like let someone be themselves. Don't tell them how to talk about your product. And and with that comes the fact that, you know, people will say all the time, like frownies have a weird smell. I have ads where I literally in the ad, I'm I have somebody and they're like, they these smell weird. And I don't care. It's the truth, you know, like just put it all out there. And I think that authenticity,
1: people want that. People want authenticity. I love that. So sorry to interrupt our episode. I know we're getting really into it, but are you looking for a powerful, easy to use tool that can help you take your video to the next level? If so, I've got just the tool for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one solution for all of your content creation needs. With Adobe Express, you can easily create stunning videos, design eye-catching thumbnails, clip and trim your videos with ease, and schedule your content for social media One of the standout features of Adobe Express is the range of thumbnail templates that are available. With dozens of customizable templates to choose from, you can create thumbnails that are both visually appealing, informative, and help your videos stand out on that crowded home feed of YouTube. And when it comes to video clipping, it makes it so much easier to repurpose your content from those long form videos to all of the other vertical video platforms, and you can easily share them with the scheduling tool within Adobe Express. So if you're ready to take your content creation to the next level, head over to Adobe Express and start your free trial today. You can find the link to get signed up for today over in our show notes at womenofvideo.com. And remember, Adobe Express is the perfect tool for taking your content to the next episode. All right, back to the episode. What would your closing thoughts be when you're when we're talking about creators and working with brands or brands embracing video platforms and, 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 and utilizing this space that you have been able to conquer so well? What can they do? What advice do you have? How can they get over theirness?
0: Well, I think my biggest piece of advice is that you have to place a higher priority on video content and social media, video content. Most people I know with businesses, they kind of know that they should, but then they're focusing all their energy on other parts of the business. And we have focused really the largest chunk of our time, energy, and resources into video content more than anything else. And I just, I can't drive home enough that that is the number one thing that anyone who has a business should be focused on right now, you know? And it's not the editors you're gonna hire to edit your video content. I don't care about that. Don't spend a dime. Get the free version of InShot and edit your videos or now use CapCut. Like there's free tools and you don't need to hire an editor because it doesn't need to look polished and perfect. I think if you're gonna get caught up in, this pretty presentation you're going to be behind you need to focus on content and authenticity in video and just putting out there what's raw and real and not polished just start doing it start putting it out there and you will learn very quickly what resonates with people and then you'll know well where should we focus our efforts within this video content where should we focus our efforts within social media and what platforms our, our, our customers on, you know, but I just, I think my biggest thing is just make it your number one priority. Really. Um, obviously you got to have a good product and you got to, there's quality control and there's things, but when it comes to growing your business, get video going. And I would also highly encourage whoever is the person who has the passion that owns the company or is in it like get your face on video like learn to be comfortable on video because I we want to know who we're buying from and we want to connect with a person, not just, you know, like Target. I don't care. I don't ever make videos and shout out Target. Like, I don't know who is Target. It's nobody, right? <laughs> um, so I don't have a loyalty, right? But um, I can think of businesses that I love, that I know who the owner of that business is. And I see them and I see their story and I see their family and I feel loyal to them. So if I get a product that's like not that great, or I have an issue, I will offer more grace and give them a second chance because I like them, you know? So I just, I think that brand owners and founders and all of that, like get yourself on video too, because we want to know you.
1: I love it. You can't hide behind your logos anymore. Right. Yes. And I know I've been saying that for a long time. Yes. Helen, thank you so much for bringing this amazing story, this amazing brand, all the things that you're doing. Where can we follow you on social media?
0: Uh, well, you can follow me on the Frownies account on Instagram. Uh, it's just at Frownies. On TikTok, it's at Frownies Family. Um, if you want to find me personally on social media, my um, Instagram is Helen K. Morrison. And same on TikTok.
1: And we'll have the links to everything that we've talked about and those socials in our show notes over at womenofvideo.com. Thank you again so much, Helen. You and everyone listening are impossibly amazing. Until next time, peace.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts.